Hey everyone, a quick note off the top. As mentioned on our last podcast, this episode of Mike on Much was recorded before events such as the Milwaukee Bucks boycotting an NBA playoff game and the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman. We covered those topics on our previous episode, but still wanted to put this conversation out as a bonus pod. Hope you enjoy and thanks for listening. Welcome to the Mike on Much Podcast. I am your host, Mike Veerman, and I am here with my friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman. We are also here with our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. Erica's not here working the dials today. Mm-hmm. I'm working the dials, guys. So nice. If the levels are a little hot. Uh, like the good old days. The good old days. Exactly, man. Getting back to our roots. But we are, once again, in Max's backyard, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah, this, this place is becoming a bit of a hang. We've had some basketball watching parties here. I set up the TV. When was the last party? Oh, boy. <laughs> I did text you, though, because <laughs> tonight, because I was like, you should stay. Speaking of sports and like last minute things happening, I was watching uh, the show I May Destroy You. Do you know that show? Oh, yeah. I've watched uh, five or six it's episodes. It's so good. Yeah. I think it's the best show of 2020, in my opinion. I highly recommend you watch it. HBO. I think the backstory, too, is that uh, it's like a, one of these like flea bag situations where it's like mm-hmm. the star is the writer. Have we talked yeah. about this on the pod? No. Okay. And she's a young black woman from London, England. And I think she had like a million dollar offer from Netflix and Netflix would like own the rights to the show. I think I'm getting this right. But she said, no, I want to own the show. And it's I become she, like a legendary story. Yeah. And she's licensed it to HBO instead. She got a bet on herself in the words of Fred Van Fleet, uh, our, our favorite uh, Raptors guard. Well, he's not our favorite. He's one of our favorites. <laughs> Beloved. Beloved. And um, anyway, so we're watching we're watching the last episode. It's like 11, 11 episodes in the first season. And I have my phone out because it's the overtime of the Clippers Mavs game, which is an iconic basketball game. If you're a basketball fan, you love Luka Doncic. Luka is what, 20 years old? He scored 21. Four, yeah. 21. Uh, I have my phone out. We're, there's this quiet scene happening, and I may destroy you. Something like very emotional is happening. Luka launches the three. He scores. I go, ah! I scream. <laughs> and Lauren was fucking was so scared. She, what the fuck is wrong with you? I really scared the hell out of her. On the on the on the Luca note, Luca makes me think that I could be a really good basketball player in the he NBA. He makes everything look effortless. He makes yeah. and he, but he kind of like I'm like I kind of look like him. I mean I know I'm like six feet tall and he's six foot nine yeah. and and he's twenty years old and actually in better shape. But because he doesn't jump really high and he doesn't he's not like fast in an obvious way. He, your game is crafty like Luca's. You kind of use the same angles, like his the way his shoulder is, and he's kind of methodical, like Max with his See, crossover. I think you play more like a really shitty version of Steph Curry. <laughs> I'll take that too. Yeah. Well, in any case, uh, like Luca's too slow. But Max, Max's game looks slow when you watch it, but it's very like effective. Like Curry yeah. to me feels like he's always moving with the ball quick. Like I feel like Luca's like jazz steps, jab steps, like angles. I don't know. He's getting step he shots off. Yeah. But I just like love those guys. Uh, and it, I guess it happens in other lines of work too. Probably in acting sometimes where you're like, you see an actor who's like, I'm like, I could do that. Like, I feel like uh, Jason Sudeikis. I feel mm. like I'm like, I watch him. about Keanu Reeves. No. <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, that's what I'm saying. There's it's been like, times where I've watched Keanu Reeves and I'm like, 
I could do that. I, think I could do that. <laughs> yeah, like like and then there's other guys who like I don't know Brad Pitt or something like that. Where I'm like I can never do that. And that's how I feel like when I watch like <laughs> Russell Westbrook. I could never be the hottest man <laughs> in the world. <laughs> no, but you know, I, no, no. But no, what I'm saying it's like you watch Russell Westbrook yeah. play and you're like I can never do that. Or LeBron mm-hmm. or these or like, Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be like oh I could never do that. But then Luca makes me think I can play in the NBA. And like Jason Sudeikis makes me think I'm like I could be like a Hollywood B level mm-hmm. star. Like easy. Like no problem. Mm-hmm. I, I always enjoy that when there's like other people in other walks of life who do that there's definitely some songwriters out there i'm like that's fine i can do that you don't have the court vision of luca no i I think your your offensive game other than the passing though is to me is visually very similar yeah you're not a pass first guy are you no no No. i can though i can get in that mode i think (laughs) (laughs) i don't know um yeah but anything else been going on one thing i wanted to ask is like so what's the haircut game like around here in hamilton i went to maverick hair salon in the mall because I think it's time. I don't yeah. know. Are you going to keep going till the end of the pandemic? I'm Shane? using it as like a political statement. <laughs> <laughs> what is that statement? Well, just like, you know how like when somebody doesn't wear a mask, their statement is like... I'm an the, idiot. Uh, yeah. Or <laughs> like I'm a Trump supporter, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like if you if you just don't get a haircut, it's like it's like double wearing a mask. What? Like, that makes well, no Well, it's like sense. I don't even want to go into a barber. That's how cautious I am. Oh, so you're, you're taking the pandemic so seriously. Yeah. That you, yeah, you're not going anywhere. I'm but not this taking backyard. any risks. No, okay. Smart. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually quite happy with the haircut that I got. Um, I do judge people when they, uh, when I see a haircut a little bit and I can't help it. And I know I shouldn't. What do you think of me? I judge you a little bit. The for being like last. Well, just for taking the risk of going to the barbershop. Well, I, and I know it's, the whole time. Yeah. I know it's relatively safe, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like if you see someone smoking a cigarette and they only smoke twice a year. You're like, yeah, it's still dangerous. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, that's true. Have you guys been in a, like a grocery store yet or anything? Everything's no. still delivery, right? No, I don't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Clearly, you don't even have a haircut. What's that? It's a, sorry, there's a helicopter. <laughs> You've called the police on Max for getting a haircut? <laughs> oh, there it goes. That looks like a, a hospital helicopter. Um, well, one of the things that has happened, though, lately. Again, but I, I want to hear what Mike was saying. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking of cutting it. I mean, I, yeah. like at some point, I was like, because I used to have long hair pre-pod no during pod i had long hair in coachella like like legitimately like ponytail uh long hair man bone whatever you want to call it and then i cut it when i cut it i was like well that's it i'm like i'll never put in the time again to grow my hair long even though i liked having long hair but it can be annoying i was like yeah you know that, that was a fun run this pandemic has put me in a situation now where i'm kind of just getting past the awkward stage like now you can kind of slick it back and have like if you need to go to something fancy when your hair is this this length it doesn't look that crazy when you you can do shit with it yeah Mm -hmm. so now the next phase is literally just kind of hang out for the winter and then you're back to like ponytail mike but i'm fading on that outlook like i was like this is a second chance at being a long hair guy and now i think i might get a cut Hmm. what's got you faded though it's 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 a lot my hair's Mm -hmm. so thick that it's like it's it's just a lot of hair to deal with all the time. And it's is like, is that a humble brag? <laughs> no, no. I, I do look forward to getting the reactions from your kids when you do get haircuts. Out. That'll be fun. I kind of, can you, can you get their like reaction when the, the first time like Lucy sees you with a haircut? Or I could. Or I don't Betty? know. Is I that think, a thing? I think people, I think, I guess it depends how young the kid is. I don't know what, when it, the cutoff for being sort of like blown away is, mm-hmm. but I do think. When young kids like see their dad like shave their beard for the first time, I had a mustache, mustache for a month, yeah, almost. And when I shaved it, like Wynn kept, she still touches like above my lip. But yeah. she's like, where did it go? Hmm. Yeah, go. Alex's reaction is pretty intense when I shave my mustache. Mine is too. Yeah, it's yeah. very weird to see. You uh. only do that like once a year, though. I think. Yeah, yeah. Huh. You're, it's always I, very jarring. It, it, it's it's striking. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're more handsome with a mustache or without? 
Yeah, it's like makeup for me. Right. Mm, so yeah, it's very much part of your thing. Yeah, and it's it's hard to say too because and no, I, no, I was asking what you think. Yeah, I I think it's hard to say even for yourself uh, because like when I had my hair dyed blonde all the time, when I didn't, I was like, I look so weird with brown hair, and everyone would tell me, Oh man, you really suit blonde hair. And then I look back at those pictures. I look like a fucking idiot, right? <laughs> but people, you just get used to it. People do, and you, you yourself do. So I don't know. What do you, What do you guys think? What for yourself? Like I guess you stopped doing facial hair, Max. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, you're I, pretty much obsessed with shaving now. Yeah, I am. And you yeah. look like a straight razor guy. Yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to always have scruff or a beard. But then I realized, I was like, that's a stupid look. I think my face is better when it's clean shaven. Mm -hmm. When we first met, you had like a little fro and a pretty big beard. See, the issue, you know, like some some people like really judge themselves too harshly. Like, you know, they look in the mirror and they're like, oh, fuck, I could like lose 10 pounds. You have the reverse problem. I have the reverse (laughs) 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 So growing up, like when you guys would have first met me, I thought I looked exactly like Sam Roberts. Yeah, and Sam Roberts is like the hottest dude in Canada, yeah. and he had long, beautiful hair and a beard. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I'm just gonna grow up my hair and grow a beard. But like, but like I had this this like Jufro and this like scraggly beard, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just like was not him. So, <laughs> but uh, in your mind's eye, you in my were. mind's eye, I was like, I'm just doing the Sam Roberts band thing. It's working great. But looking <laughs> back on those photos, I'm like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? Somebody actually posted a thing the other day, being like, I can't believe this is the same guy. But now, so I think I look more youthful and I think more handsome with the, with a shaved face. Yeah. Mike, thoughts on facial hair? Because you kind of oscillate between everything. I kind of go all over the place. I just I get bored with like with my face. I think so. Like I'll like have I'll fuck around and grow a mustache. And I I, I like I like myself with a mustache. The problem is I feel like in some ways. I still feel so tied to you in some ways because we work together. We sat beside you. So like, I feel like our coworkers always think Mike and Shane, right? Like mm-hmm. obviously doing this podcast together. The S&M, fact that we yeah. sat together. Yeah. Club, <laughs> creative club. Um, even like our friend group. Like it's just, we, we're, we're so close all the time. And I feel like you really own the mustache corner. Mm. So Because well, I, I never change it. You've right? never yeah, changed yeah. it. So when I grow one, which I do enjoy and I, uh, it's fun, I always feel like I'm kind of encroaching on your corner. So I'm always like, this is always just a, I'm a, a dalliance. I'm just vacationing here. This yeah. is really where Shane lives. Uh, and then so I kind of get rid of it after a, a month. But I do like the way it looks. I don't know. I like a mustache. I think a mustache is kind of cool. Like if you had to put a picture on your tombstone, on that <laughs> tombstone, would there be a mustache or no? No, mustache Mike is always alternative Mike. I grew a beard for the first time, like, I don't know, like last year or like, or a couple months ago when I was in Mexico. Mm. Not, but, not my thing. But your picture, your profile picture on Instagram is you with facial hair. And that's yeah. kind of like a tombstone. I guess so. But I think what I like about it is it's so different from everyday face that mm. you just put it up. I've always like, like that kind of happened to me when I was in the band San Seb too. Like I kept changing like the way my hair looked, mm. but I think there's something to be said for consistency. But I, I would personally get bored so much with the way things look that I just yeah. change it. I Works for Rodman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it says. I, I don't. You ever dyed your hair blonde, Max? Nope. Never, never dyed my hair. No tattoos or piercings. There and you you're are. very proud of that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. are. I'm pure. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an angel. Uh, and, and you've never tried marijuana, I don't think. Mm. Yeah, you have. Oh, you no, dabbled. I think I've had a Not puffs. intentionally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You have a sweet tooth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I ate some weed brownies. Oh, that was it. Before. Yeah, yeah. That was you wake up with a piercing, a tattoo, and blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> Real bender. <laughs> it's like, that's not what weed does, bro. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> those were normal cookies, man. <laughs> um, hey, how exciting was the Nick Nurse thing, the Coach of the Year thing? Congrats to, to Nick Nurse, man. It was, I was so excited on Saturday. But that was like, predictable. I mean, it was predictable, but I, I said it on this pod. 
Or maybe it was before we started rolling. But when he didn't win the coach's peer award, yeah. everyone thought that was the coach. I was like, no, no, no. He's still going to win the actual coach. Didn't you feel like those people were dummies a little bit? No, but I, I know from years past that those that the peer award gets um gets a little funky because like Brad Stevens didn't get any votes when he was an amazing coach, but it's because he had come out of college and everybody in the media talked about how amazing he was. So what happens is the other twenty nine coaches are yeah, kind of like this guy. Yeah, let him earn it a bit. So like if you're Nick, you just won the championship. It's your second year as a coach, and the world thinks you're the best. Also, Dwayne Casey, I don't think took very well to. Nick getting that gig. He didn't really talk to him for a year. Case is like beloved in the coaching community. Mm. There's all sorts of funky things that can go on. You know, Case is not going to vote for him. Mm-hmm. And who knows how many other coaches sort of would fall in line with that. So when a coach doesn't win the pure award, that could be politics. It could be suckers. Or maybe the coaches are just like, we don't think Nick's great. Although they all seem to steal his fucking schemes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I knew he'd win, or at least I felt very strong that he would win the real award, which is voted on by the media because so many people just think he's... Amazing. But don't you feel like a lot of people who should know better got fooled that he didn't win coach of the year when that real? Oh, you mean people like when that award yeah, came out? Like people yes. who I thought knew basketball were like, hey, you didn't win coach of the year. And because you had told me, yeah. I was like, am, am I, is Mike wrong? Because this person should I know. I forgot about this coach's award thing, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not very well known. No, but I wasn't wrong. Did you say anything to family members and then you felt like you were, I, I'd given you bad no, information? No, I just kind of kept quiet. I wanted to play it very safe. But I, I had a <laughs> feeling you'd be right more than a- anything else. But you had more incentive to be excited oh yes of course. oh my god yes let's talk about first of all you know what we also didn't do we are now like 20 minutes in this pod mm-hmm. we it came up once because you did, oh no we didn't even talk before but congrats campfire cords oh, is out you. it's out i yeah. I, I forget you're too successful where it feels weird to congratulate you anymore. Yeah, or, or it's just like we're just talking and it's like it, you forget that you, this big thing happened There's yeah, really yeah. well thing here's, i shoehorn arkell stuff in all the time when when i feel like it needs to be done but then yeah, it just didn't come up last episode. That's but, totally fine. But but yeah. okay, what I will say, thank you very much. Yeah, it was honestly the um, for our Kels fans listening, we needed to do something during the quarantine. Like, and we had debated putting out songs. out of boredom or for financial reasons. No, just <laughs> no, 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 more out of, out of boredom, kind of. To be honest, it's yeah. like because we're our own little small business, mm-hmm. and when you can't work and you can't go and make money, you, you still have to do something with your day. Mm-hmm. And we had contemplated putting out a song like another new song from the next like kind of proper new record that was going to be coming out but we were just like it just you know nothing feels right like it just like we usually try to read the room see which way the wind is blowing and like how like what the right song is for the moment and when we put out years of the making i was like oh this is gonna be awesome because uh you know like we're, we're announcing the rally sports is going into the playoffs it was like in february when we put out the song and of course, all that went out the window. In a cool way, though, years of the making ended up kind of being a grad thing. So it was kind of a cool way to interact with the culture. But we started going through the list of all the other new songs that we have. And we're like, ah, just nothing feels good. And when it comes to like sort of political statements, it like there's so many other like important voices out there when it, with the Black Lives Matter and everything that's going on like in the scientific community and stuff like that. I'm just like, ah, we're not one to, we shouldn't be the voice of that. So it's like, let's and a just, party song would be weird because yeah. people can't party. Well, this is it. I actually had a discussion with a band, a guy, a, f- a friend in another band, being like, we have the song and we want to put it out. We meant to be meant to come out in March, but we just didn't want to put it out because it just felt like it was the wrong time. 
because it was kind of like a party song. Yeah. It's like not a political song. So then we're like, oh, you know Get what? Get close with people. <laughs> Give them a hug. <laughs> yeah. Make out with strangers. <laughs> Make out with strangers was the title. That, that'd, be, that'd actually be a good song title for another year. But anyway, so, um, <laughs> yeah, not this year. But we are, so then we're like, okay, we can actually record some acoustic songs from home because we actually know how the songs sound. We don't have to be together. So we can like, when we have a general sense of what the arrangement is, what the song sounds like when it is stripped down. So like okay, and and so then we got to work on it. Oh, basically between March all the way into June, we were just kind of like sending songs around to each other. So that's how Campfire Chords came together. And we we're also thinking about like, I know we put this like in our press release, but like the world is quieter in 2020. Like there's like no big events, there's no big get-togethers. Like anytime any social thing is like in the backyard like this, or with a handful of people at a cottage, or you're going camping, or you're hanging out with a few friends at a park. Like the world is just a quieter place, and we thought. Like these acoustic kind of reimagined versions of our old songs would, would be like the right thing to do. And you know, it's interesting, like not one person has been like, oh, I kind of want new stuff. Like everyone's like, oh, these songs feel comforting right now. And like, I'm happy these versions exist for me right now in my life. What As- song translates the best to a campfire chord version? Besides mm. the new hit, obviously. Sure, sure, sure. Thanks. Um, I like A Little Rain, which is probably an outlier actually on the record. It's... um like kind of a gospel version of mm-hmm. it. And I was really happy with that. That came together. Um, so that's kind of cheating if the, the campfire rules, right? Because because it's a whole gospel choir. Yeah. 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 And it's like a piano and organ. Right, I, guess, I suppose. <laughs> uh, though wasn't, didn't that uh, church like In Alberta or yeah, some church had like some huge outbreak. Yeah, uh, at the beginning of COVID nineteen, there's and it was like a church choir actually. Oh, that one that I was in so, Seattle or something. Yeah, no, there's one recently though where a, a person had a bunch of people to his property. No, no, this is the one at the yeah. beginning where it was like a church choir. That was like one of like the Can main it t- stories. It became like a case study yeah. in the way that the the the, the virus spread because uh, they were all singing together, and so the way it project uh, you know projecting these like um, these droplets or whatever. Basically, they were saying that you shouldn't be indoors and, and singing, and this is why a concert could potentially be a, a danger zone. Because yeah. what do you do at a concert? You want to yeah. sing along to. The yeah, exactly. Kelsey song. We'll have to figure that out. But, but uh, yeah, I thought I thought uh, Campfire Chords was such a good idea. I I, I messaged you guys like yeah, I, I was just it. like, oh, this is a fucking great idea. And I like I tend to le- I like the, the whole acoustic thing anyway. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like I've always been a big fan of like MTV Unplugged. So well, it's this just is like, it. I, I, the inspiration kind of was Get Ready by Brian Adams, which that Unplugged version or the VH1 Storytellers version yeah. is so much better than the original. But uh, quick uh, thank you to Erica. So basically, guys, you know, in classic Max uh, form. I just farming out jobs that I don't have the patience to figure out myself. Mm-hmm. So we had like, a, for, as far as a rollout goes in 2020, it actually kind of was a really fun week because this random duo that was driving across the country requested a, the CD a few days in advance, the album. Did you see this thing? Did it come up on your radar? You yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I messaged okay. you about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you, you were asking if it was a fake, if it was a... A Nathan Fielder-esque stunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... It, I mean... I, we calc- it was calculated in as much that we like reached out to like make it happen, but it was though we didn't know those people at all. Re- that was real. That was completely real. Like a, a person asked for the record because he was going to drive across the country. Yeah, and you found a way to get him a physical CD. Yeah, basically that he tweeted that we're staying in Sault Ste. Marie tonight. We happened, no word of a lie, to give a physical hard copy CD to Ash's parents who were visiting her in Toronto, but live in Sault Ste. Marie. They were just pulling into town that night back home in Sault Ste. Marie. And then we're like, oh, can you just drop that CD that's been in your car to this hotel? And he's like, okay. And then, of course, the U-Haul van that this fella, uh, co, fuck, I forget his name, um, had Corey. 
uh, did not have a CD player. And then we tweeted again, like, does anybody in Sault Ste. Marie have an extra boom box they can, like, give this guy? And then some other Arkells fan came by the hotel and gave him the CD player. So it was really good. So it was a really sweet story. So that happened. Nick Nurse gave us a shout-out. Well, this is the big thing. I mean... Well, he's wearing the mask. He's wearing the mask. He wore yeah. the Arkells mask in his press Did you send him the mask? We sent him the mask. We sent okay. him the mask. But not expecting him to do it. We just sent him a little... We bought, we found, like, a Prince t-shirt Ash did. And, like, we're like, here's a little care package. Just, like, here's a mask and a Prince shirt that we think, think you'd mm-hmm. like. And he, he wore that. And then he won Coach of the Year right after. So it was actually like just perfect timing. The yeah, Prince was- shirt was kind of like when you buy a chocolate bar with like condoms <laughs> in a porno bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that a bit of that. Uh, the, uh, but anyway, I want to brag about my market, the marketing prowess of how this thing turned out. And I was like, I had this idea for like a video, like this is how you market a record, just a kind of a cutesy sort of TikTok kind of thing. And then I'm still trying to figure out exactly what TikTok is or how to <laughs> use it effectively. But I, so I had this vision and then I was just like, Yo, Erica, can you whip this together? So Erica put together that little uh, video vignette of, of that little exercise in marketing. Shouts to record. Erica. Yeah. So shouts to Erica. Oh, was it good? Yeah, it's really good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah check Sh- it out. She's a TikToker. No, she doesn't even use TikTok, but she kind of understands that works better than me. Oh, Alex just got into TikTok too. Yeah, Lauren loves TikTok. Nice. Give yeah. Alex a, a plug, like a public TikTok. Yeah, it's this family tree, and apparently she's doing quite well. Her first five videos have gotten more than most people get on TikTok, really? according to her. It's yeah. hard. It is hard to get, get on, on this yeah. this family tree. She TikTok, had a, man. a WAP reaction video apparently that did very well. Oh wow! <laughs> Where she had our daughter Betty uh, was just sitting there listening to WAP. And then barfed at a disgusting <laughs> lyric. So it went kind of like. Well, this good. is the democracy of TikTok is that uh, at least the way learning is, is, is it's not a it's not you don't you can follow people, obviously, but it's not it's more about like, is the content good mm-hmm. itself? It has nothing to do with like, who's the celebrity posting the photo or making the video? It's more about like, is this creative concept good enough to, to get liked and shared around? It's very confusing for like post 30 year old brains. It truly yeah. is. And the editing like software in the app is impossible. But it's very easy for people like like 12 to 15. They, it's, it must be because must be, yeah. they whip together these awesome videos. I'm just like, I feel so stupid trying to edit a video in that thing. So Have that's you got into reels on Instagram? Do you know what that no, is? No, that's like their comeback, right? At uh, yeah. their, their clapback. At oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Uh, that, well, they took down Snapchat, so maybe they can do it with yeah. TikTok. I feel like Snapchat still going, though. But oh, yeah. the question is kind of the answer, though. Well, right? here's the, I mean, I got rid of Snapchat before it like died, and I like, but still, sometimes like we'll be out like hanging or whatever, and then like f- like dudes will like be filming something. It's got a it's niche for, like, audience, purists, yeah. I guess, but it's like it's like I I never saw that content, Sean Dawson. He's like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. snapping it's Snapchat. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like re-upload, like sign back into your Snapchat, and I wonder if I would have like. Mm. Apparently, he's been sending me stuff for like years. This is what he said yeah. to me. So it's like I've just got all these videos of us out hanging you should do that one day that'd be kind of fun yeah yeah when you're like 80 or something just go down memory lane (laughs) 80 (laughs) oh what a nice um so wait a second should i get this haircut or what (laughs) and do you and do you recommend a place here in hamilton oh because we can't go to tenzin anymore in toronto shaney i know when do you think you will once again have tenzin massaging your head at chavello on queen street i hope soon but i my my prediction is by September of 2021. Wow. Okay, so more than a year away. Yeah, I think we've got one more big breakout to happen. You're getting close to uh, like bun or ponytail uh, length. Do you think you will be a ponytail guy? I'll do it at home. Like, no, the beauty of this is kind of no one really sees me, and right. I'm I oh I wear this hat. What I'm, are you talking about? You're on this family tree. 
well, I guess in real life it's different because on camera too, you can position yourself to make yourself look good on camera, but bad for like an all day look. I think long hair is actually awesome for that. That's yeah. the thing. If you were to have to go somewhere at night, like say to go to an event, the long hair never stays the way you want it to stay. No, and it gets it gets so greasy yeah. as the day goes on. But if I know one interviews at a certain time, wash my hair four hours before, don't touch it. The way it dries <laughs> is perfect for about 40 minutes. Mm. And then I look terrible the rest of the day. <laughs> but the hat, I love this hat. So. I hat. said to you, man, you're wearing this amazing basketball yeah, hat. Well, yeah, do you know what it is? That. No, I don't know. What it is. This is Iverson crossing up Jordan. Jordan. The famous there you the go. iconic move. Yeah. There you go. Thanks to Alex for getting this for me. Shouts. Father's Day gift. All right, guys. Should we get... Yeah, topics. To topics. I almost forgot that we have topics. Well, since we never get to see each other. We're just catching up, man. Um, our topics today, let's start with Democratic Convention. Something that went viral was uh, Joe Biden talking to this um, young man who has like a pretty severe stutter. And uh, it was a sort of heartwarming moment where this, you know, Joe basically said, I used to have a stutter. These are the things that I did to overcome my stuttering. Um, yeah. And he just made the, he empowered the child like in a way that was just like warm and felt authentic and just the sort of sort of like... Um, I guess connection that we haven't really seen from leadership in, in, in a while, I guess would be one Do way to put it. Do you think this is a Max Kerman-esque stunt though? <laughs> <laughs> I should get to cut that line. It's Why? A, no, it's a fair line. Right, yeah. right. We'll uh, see. That's, that's funny. I think everything is theater when it mm. comes to politics or but is everything's it life, performative. Is it life theater though? It is. It, life is performative. It's this is a great question because I know what you're getting at because like obviously he, like he's a politician. He wants people to like him. He wants to be voted in to, as the president. But I feel like people, there are a lot of people who aren't like, public facing people who do things sort of on a performative level every day, whether that's like, you know, tipping a little extra you know, to the barista or, or, or striking up a conversation with someone in the street that, you know, maybe the, will bring a little joy to someone who looks like they're having a hard time. You know what I mean? People do go out of their way to be kind in ways that are performative all the time. And I don't think it's a bad thing, as, as I guess is my point. Yeah, but Biden is aware uh, that there's cameras on him at all times. doesn't mean that the interaction isn't authentic. I'm just saying that, like, can you ever be authentic, though, with a camera on you? Great question. Uh, but I think there are so many... Okay, this is actually. I so, actually, sorry, I have an answer for this. I actually think reality stars start out being inauthentic because cameras are on them, and then once they get used to the fact that there's cameras on them all the time, they eventually revert to their authenticity, which is probably what like a version of what you're seeing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we used to think, oh, you're never yourself when there's a camera on you. It like changes the nature of the situation just inherently. But I think once you get used to any situation, you actually reset to whatever your normal disposition is. And so if somebody's awful on a reality show, that's probably who they are. And if someone's kind on a reality show over the aggregate, over a long period of time, that's probably who they are. Because mm -hmm. you can only fake it for so long. Does that make sense? Yeah. But, I, um, okay, I agree with that. But uh, on another note, I think that Biden is also aware that, he pr that anything he does, even in private, will then be told around a table and then some reporter will hear the story That's about this, just gonna this thing yeah. that he did because there's like so many countless stories of like a Biden like you know meeting a security guard at the New York Times you know the story so yeah. so basically when the New York Times editorial board had all the Democratic candidates come in uh, to their building and like meet with the editorial board and they ended up uh, nominating Elizabeth or endorsing Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar they did not touch Biden but 
there's video of him just making really nice conversation to the African-American security guard in the elevator going up. And I think he does that all the time. And they end up actually using that security guard to speak or to nominate him at the convention, which I thought was like a cool move. But I, but I think he does that all the time. One, probably because I think he gets off on it. He likes the feeling of, of making someone feel good. And also in the back of his mind knows, oh, there's a good chance that like whoever I'm talking to could be one degree of separation from the local news guy in town or whatever. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be, I'll look good as a result. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you do that at all? Like if you're at a restaurant and you tip a hundred dollars mm. in the back, not that you would, but in the back of your mind, are you like, oh, that this is going to make news and not, not make news, but you but know, I, it could, but I, I think I am aware that like, I mean, most people to most people, I'm just a fucking doing a band, but there are some people who have elevated me in their mind. Well, what are you going to say? I, 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 we once you and I went uh, to King's taps to like yeah. watch a basketball game and drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were getting uh, like vodka sodas. And when the, the server asked what kind of vodka you wanted, <laughs> You did. You you didn't give a shit what vodka it was. You're yeah. like, give me the. You would have normally been like, give me the shittiest one. Give me the bar rail. Yeah. Give me the bar rail. But instead of asking for like, but you also didn't want to be seem cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were just like, uh, like, ah, what would uh, what would you drink? Or you you said something, and then oh, she, you choose. You choose. Yeah. And then she walked away, and I was like, why didn't you say like when she gave you the spectrum? Why didn't she go? With, you're like, ah, I don't know. If she knows who I am, I don't want to seem like I'm like I only drink like the shittiest. Well, stuff. I know. I do. Yeah, I do think about that. Sometimes I think about like, was it really expensive stuff she got? I don't know. She, I probably no. not. The, ser- the server knew who you were. She yeah, knew you were know, they might tell somebody or whatever. Yeah, that he drinks the the bottom <laughs> shelf stuff. Um, I also sometimes, on that note, worry about the tipping habits of the rest of the Arkells <laughs> because, like, I don't think they take on the public facing responsibility in the same way that I do, and they don't need to because they're people, they're not quite as recognizable as I am. But sometimes I wonder. I'm like, I wonder what Tony tips when he goes out, or like, or what Tim tips, or like, or just the way they're interacting in the world. I don't know. Kind of stresses me out sometimes. What, I think they're what, good tippers. But by the I, way, tipping is this could be a subject, and it's not. But tipping has become a very hot button issue in the mm. states when it comes to people. Restaurants are open during a pandemic, and people yeah. are going back. And there's a huge piece about how, on average, people are tipping ten percent. Uh, what? Even though people are like working during a pandemic. I would have assumed they'd be tipping 25% because exactly. those are frontline workers at this point. So this is the rage that is going on like in comment sections all over Twitter is basically it's like you have servers saying like 10%. If you can't afford to tip 20%, don't go to the restaurant. And then people in the comments are basically it's like your beef's not with us. Your beef is with your restaurant paying you minimum wage. And why is the onus on us? So yeah, ultimately like the, it's interesting to see the debate because there's people like I, 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 I was a server at Swiss Chalet. Awesome job. I actually really, really enjoyed it. This was years ago. Uh, and because I was a server um, and I was a dishwasher at one point to Krabby Joe's here in Hamilton, like I know what they make and I know how the job can be dealing with certain personality types, et cetera, et cetera. No matter what, I always tip 20%. Like that, mm-hmm. And I've been doing that for a while. Um, and there's times where the service is bad and I'm like, oh man, I don't want to fucking tip this. What about Uber Eats? What do you tip? Mm. I don't use Uber Eats. If you were to use Uber Eats. If I were to use Uber Eats, always, yeah. I always, or, or more, just because they actually have to drive it over. What do you do on Uber Eats? Mm, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I have a hard set rule. I definitely tip something. I don't know what I tip. I think <laughs> sometimes it depends on like, w- I do a weird calculation with like how far they have to, to drive or something. Yeah. I don't know. Or like, uh, yeah. I, because to them, they're just dropping off a package. So it's like, 
You don't tip the mailman. Yeah. Well, no, I wasn't going to go there. I was just going to say, like, if it was a $80 thing versus a $12 thing, 15% is different. You know what I mean? For yeah. a $12 thing versus an $80 thing, even though for their act of picking up a bag and putting their car and driving to you is no different. Yeah, I, th- this is a problem that I have generally speaking with like the lack of rules and structure. I think humans need structure and I think everybody's happier when there's structure. And I know like places like Australia don't have tipping and I think people are happier there because there's no confusion. And and their servers make a living wage. And they're, yeah, because their servers make a living wage. But do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think the fact that it's so vague, it's like when I go to a coffee shop, okay, I, I'm buying, like it's weird to me that... I'm tipping uh, the same amount for someone who's made like a, a, a latte, which requires like six or seven different moves versus a drip coffee, which is just them pulling down a handle. Do you know what I mean? Like you think the one would require a bigger tip. Sure. But yeah, I just wish there was like more Maybe it's structure. for the danger element because coffees can get quite hot. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and I don't drink coffee. <laughs> do you, what do you tip on your breeds? Uh, 20. I'm like you. I yeah. do 20% no matter what it is. Yeah. No, that's good. But it's interesting to see like how passionate this debate is and how there is just some people that are like, listen, like it's not my responsibility. Like they, I th- maybe they fall in your camp, Max, where it's like, I don't need to figure this out. Like if the price for the meal is what it is on the menu, why am I being a part of this construct? Whereas other people, the servers and people that leave it, they go, the social contract is, you know, if you go into this place, tipping is a part of the experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the problem is because it's subjective it just there's so much room for interpretation. Yeah, there was also right, this, room for cheapness and people not doing the right thing. There's this other angle too down in the states where in, in indoor dining is a lot more prevalent. Where it's like the people that are dining are also like probably far more. Oh, how do you say this? Like personality wise, like 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 they're COVID deniers. So it's like <laughs> if they feel that way, you know, they want to go and sit in a restaurant and take that risk or whatever that is. Uh, of course, their personality type might also lean toward like, I'm paying the price on the menu. Why would I pay any more than that? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. But back to uh, Joe Biden for a second. Yes. Uh, who is good in your life at, uh, or that you've encountered? Has that, anyone done something that, really that kind? went over, yeah, went out of their way to be like kind or, or n- not necessarily you, but just like, have you witnessed anything on a Biden esque level or not even on a Biden esque level? Just something that like struck you as a very generous, thoughtful move that helped you. That helped me? Yeah. Or, or maybe someone in your life that you know. Yeah, my friend Bert. I My old best friend Bert, who mm-hmm. is an older man, he went out of his way to... Uh, I was asleep at a... Uh, a what's it called? A, a bus stop. I was asleep. <laughs> and my commute at the time was... Uh, I was a landscaper. Mm-hmm. So I, my commute was about an hour just from Burlington to Hamilton. It was pretty annoying to take the bus. And I yeah. was just asleep waiting for the bus. And he picked me up in his car and drove me home you know what and then we became friends for like the next 10 years i whenever i see someone waiting at the bus stop i always want to pick them up yeah but i and i've done it a couple times actually but i feel like you can't do that now during covid and because like in dundas and lawrence house like there's only one way to go basically it's like back to hamilton and i'm always going right to downtown hamilton so i know anybody waiting at the bus stop near her house could use that lift is is going exactly the way that I'm going. Yep. And even if they're going to the mountain, that they have to transfer downtown where I would be basically turning off and going to my house. Yeah. I did one time in the rain, I picked up a guy. It was raining really hard. But um, how'd the conversation go? Yeah, nice guy. Did he know you were in Arkells? No. Right. 
I think it was boring, actually, <laughs> at, at my roommate Al's car. It was like a Teriyaki Express little <laughs> Hyundai thing or whatever that was. Uh, it's called Teriyaki Express? Isn't well, that the name of like a Chinese Teriyaki group? Express. Oh, oh, I see. And and it was like a company car. So it had like the decal on I, it? It did at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just like that as your car service. <laughs> oh, here comes the Teriyaki Express. <laughs> Jump in. Um that's nice that you did that. Wow. Yeah, that's like literally picking, that's like almost like picking up a hitchhiker. Yeah, I like that. So you're the Biden in this situation and it wasn't performative. Mm. I guess I did tell the story a few years later though. Yeah. You did. So it's all paying off right now. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> uh, you were the first person I thought of when this topic came down. Yeah, the this line. Was I was like, self-aggrandizing I was topic. like, I know Max wants me to say him somehow. No, Let me think no, of a good no, Max no, story. No. no, 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 no. I knew there'd be a Max story. Yeah. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Mikey? I've had I've had a couple teachers like and I'm, I mean maybe that's the you know how many people have a, a, a story about a special teacher maybe it's in their personality teachers is a good one or in the job description but I've had three teachers over my high school um, whatever you call it tenure career I don't know what call it. but in my high school years like really take a strong interest in reaching out and being like. I don't know, trying to like push me along or like they saw something in me and I was like a not a good student and my attendance was kind of spotty. Like I, I did graduate, but I was like, I didn't take it very seriously. And so I had these teachers, like one was in English media was the name of the class. And he basically like, he allowed me, he sort of tailored his course to my, like he let me make a film for my final exam. So I made like a short film with a VHS camera. So even though it wasn't like necessarily on the curriculum, they're like, okay, this is a creative thing. And I know this kid will get up and out of bed to make this thing happen. Absolutely. But if it's anything else, he probably won't come to class. Totally. Yeah. Um, I had another teacher that uh, taught law, actually, weirdly. I took a law class in, in high school. And he was like, he just, he kept checking in with me. You know, how are you mm. doing? And then this other uh, English teacher, um, uh, this was all at Sir Alan McNabb in, in Hamilton, uh, Ontario, on the West Mountain. But uh, yeah, and they just like, they didn't have to go out of their way. I'm not quite sure like what they saw again i was like 16 or 17 but i just remember being inspired like i was like i kind of wanted to do good to not let those guys so you down. realize it in the moment you're like oh these guys are real ones and they actually care about me yeah they're investing yeah. in yeah. me so now i don't want to let them down yeah. yeah whereas like there's a myriad of teachers who are like i don't give a fuck you know mm -hmm. but yeah, then I had I, some shit teachers and some amazing ones like, yeah teachers that actually like put me down mm. and made me feel like i was the opposite of special and then uh i Mr. Del Sordo, who was our vice principal at McNabb, he wrote me this amazing letter that actually like helped me get into like Sheridan College. And mm. it was just saying how like special I was and like a amazing uh, person within the school. And then uh, Mrs. Parsons in grade three mm. and then Mr. Jones in grade eight. So I'll shout those people out. That's awesome. Teachers is a great topic. Um, That's a good well, one. I should I should give names. So, Mr. Farrell at McNabb, Mr. Viola at Sir Alan McNabb, and Mr. Uh, O'Connor at McNabb. Those were the three that that were really mm -hmm. good. And I had a terrible guidance counselor, <laughs> a terrible guidance counselor that basically was like tried to discourage me from doing anything i was like oh i kind of want to like do something creative i want to like maybe work in tv she's like no i don't think that's gonna work out for you mm -hmm. and i was like what oh my god and then so I remember when i graduated she's like so what's your plan and i didn't really have any high like college or university plans like it was like i was going to work at swish la and i remember i told her i was gonna get a a, a sketch comedy show once on uh, cable 14 <laughs> here in hamilton 
that was oh, my plan at one point yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, that's i said I, I was like oh we've got a meeting set up so i'm pretty sure it's gonna like work out. <laughs> like you know what i mean and by the way like, we, got a a deal. Me- we got a meeting set up it was like my friend lee said his mom knew a producer at the station <laughs> and that was it yeah and it's that's also all you need when you're young yeah. i know i was like oh it's happening we're gonna be like the next kids in the hall so you know you'll see me in the paper peace out i'm gonna bleep that name <laughs> um that's funny the um I had a lot of good teachers that were supportive of me, but the thing that's maybe relevant to my life now, and just not to say I'm perfect because I'm definitely not, but trying my best just to give people the time of day and try to offer some advice for people that are like looking for a hand. And again, I can't do this all the time. I try my best to be helpful when I can. Um, starting back in, and I've probably talked about this on the pod, uh, Darren Jones. Oh, yeah. Uh, where Because I just emailed him because I was like interested in like radio and he was hosting a stand-up comedy night at the Rivoli, and I got to, I went down there. I was probably in grade nine, maybe. And he gave me like half an hour, and I emailed back and forth with him a bunch of times. We talked about this on the live pod. Yeah. He was very nice. Glenn Grunwald, uh, who is the GM of the Raptors, I just cold called him, and he gave me the time of day. You called his phone? Uh, yeah, as a kid. Yeah. Oh, you know the story? No. So grade eight, I had to do an interview about somebody in the community who had a job that was cool. And most people like interviewed like the landscaper or the guy at the hardware store or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I think that Raptors job is pretty sick. So I just called the front office of the Raptors. I was like, can I speak to Glenn Grunwald, please? This is like 1999. They're like, we'll put you right through. <laughs> that's literally what happened. And then- uh, What about did, Vince Carter too? <laughs> All right, line two. <laughs> <laughs> this is easy. Um, and, and Glenn gave me the, uh, like a whole interview and, I, and he took me down to like a Raptors game. My dad had tickets to a game and like my dad arranged with him to like give me a little tour of the facility, a newly opened area. Canada Center now Scotia Bank Arena. There's a great memory, and I've kept in touch with Glenn since. And he's the president. You tip Glenn when he does that. Twenty <laughs> yeah, percent. Um, but then, but then even now, like Nick Nurse, obviously, it's like I had no right to to like get in touch with Nick Nurse. Like you know, he why does. not though? You were kind of. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, sure, maybe the grad was, on stage. No, we of... did, we did, but he didn't know me really. Like we we had some mutual acquaintances once he, he googles though and sure, sees the sales sure. numbers no but, i will i know what max is but, saying though like i think that but i think what it is is it's like when two like relatively successful people uh you know meet so it's like you have this sort of like even playing field yeah you don't need anything from him he doesn't need anything from yeah. you and then you can develop a genuine friendship yeah. it like opens the door to that whereas yeah. it might be hard for him to make new friends you know what i mean sure sure for sure no totally uh, yeah it, it, the nick nurse example is different than the first two but it is just it is an example of Nick just going out of his way to be decent to anybody. And I've seen him do that like countless times now just to random people that would like some of his time. And he's very good to people. So yeah, yeah it, it, it is a powerful thing though that I do take seriously is like how you can just a few extra words can make such a difference, such a difference in the way that like your teacher did like yeah. he or you're writing a letter. It's like mm-hmm. a, two, two or three I paragraphs. I the letter. I still yeah. have it in yeah, the that box. Yeah, that changed your yeah. life. Him sitting down for 20 minutes Typing some nice stuff about you mm-hmm. change your life. You remember it today. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, speaking of Glenn Grunwald, the night that the world was changed forever at the Nick Nurse Gala, uh, which you guys played, we know this now as the night that the NBA shut down, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson announced they had COVID. I was seated next to Glenn Grunwald yeah. at this like fancy like gala dinner, which was kind of awesome because it's like I grew up just like Max, a Raps fan, and it's like I knew this guy was the GM during the Vince Carters. So literally, I was like, I had a lot of questions like and the thing is it's like once we started talking we were right beside each other and you know they're bringing the meals and all that stuff like 
and once he realized that I like I knew basketball and I kind of like we were talking about like the teams from that time and the GMs and like stuff that you know the Knicks and all that stuff because he was the GM for the Knicks after the Raptors under Isaiah Thomas and like once he we just started like talking and I was like this is like he was giving me like he was telling me like awesome funny stories like over beers that I was just like this if it wasn't the craziest night of my life it was going to be the, one of the greatest i was just like this is awesome i'm like we're at this gala where they're auctioning off these crazy jerseys max and and and, and nick nurse are going to play on stage and i'm next to glenn grunwald who's giving me all these awesome vince carter stories from like the early 2000s That's well, so cool. this is um as 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 guys that like to sit around the table and like tell stories about things that we've been up to lately mm-hmm. the thing about like talking to anybody in like professional sports or just anybody who sort of like rolls in like rarefied air for like entertainment or sports is like I find they're good storytellers yeah and, and they're like us but the difference is that they have like a canon of good shit to talk oh, about so, so like whenever say. I've been like yeah you know with the Leafs trip like Kyle Dupes and Shanahan like they just like are just experts at shooting the shit mm-hmm. but the difference is, is that they're just like oh yeah and then I was at a party and Carmen Electra showed up or something yeah, you know all I mean? their yeah. shit is good shit yeah yeah it's not like yeah we went to like Augusta House last night <laughs> did you talk to Glenn at that gala oh yeah yeah I've, yeah. I've kept in touch with him since yeah. Yeah, yeah. Be funny if you wanted an, an autograph or something. <laughs> we know we did. Fuck we, you. We, we, we recreated our. <laughs> <laughs> just turn him down. <laughs> Sorry, Glenn. I'm a little busy. Yeah. Yeah, do you know who I am? Uh, no, we, we recreated our, our picture. Oh, you did? Right. Yeah. 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 That's kind of funny. Very cool. All right, guys. Are we, we're we at it like an hour. Should we go to the next topic? Are yeah, we shutting it down? Or let's, no, let, let's, uh, let's well, pick one topic. Yeah, let's pick one topic and then get to. Uh, are we doing a Shane surprise tonight? I, it's available if you want it. Do you want to go right to it or do you want to do no, one of these two topics? Let's go to Shane's thing. Okay, Shane's surprise. That means okay. that our listeners will uh, will just have to be in the dark about what those other two topics were. Okay, so this is kind of a personal Shane surprise. Mm. Wow. I'm going to need just one moment here to pull it up. Okay, so I got a DM the other day mm. Uh, mm. from a fan or maybe not. So it, it, it says... <laughs> How does it feel to sell diapers as your wife emasculates you full time? <laughs> what? <laughs> you you used to be kind of funny and almost cool. Now this, LOL. So this and the person's Come on. The person's name is Okay, we're just outing them. We but might, we they, might have but to... they have zero posts okay. and two followers. Do you I, think, I this think is it's a, a troll account? Yeah, yeah. Safe to say. Uh-huh. But I was like, ha, ha, ha. The sad thing is it was my idea. I really do think they are good diapers. <laughs> but but then I was like, I was like, is this who I think it is? And then I, I was questioning. But then the person responded and they said, uh, I listen to Mike on Much podcast and think you're getting too soft, bro. Did your wife completely <laughs> remove your balls or what? <laughs> All jokes, though, bro. No actual offense. Ha ha. Good talk. So <laughs> it was weird. Bizarre. Like it was kind of mean, but an LOL always softens a it's mean Canadian troll. In a weird did he way. did he put a heart or something at the end as well? No, just the ha ha's and and that. But it got me thinking. <laughs> wow. Like, am do you guys? This is mm. the topic. Yeah. Do you guys think that I'm too soft now? Yeah. Wait, (laughs) slow down a little bit here. Or is it just that anytime I say anything remotely hilarious, we have to remove it from the pod? Okay. That is, that is. Okay. Those are two separate things. I don't think it's a either or. 
You know what I mean? Well, I think as a pod listener, though. Sure. No, no. But I think this is also a good. I'm not sure if that whoever that troll account exists. This is a good way for you to Trojan horse in <laughs> and get on the record that we're cutting your good I'm creating. <laughs> okay. Well, there, there's there's two parts. Of this. Number one, I'll answer the second part first. Um, yes, we do cut some of the more racy stuff. And and last our, week we had some of the best shit ever. Yeah, yeah, and our and our listeners don't get that, so that might re, uh, you know reflect uh, in your image now. But I'll also say that because of pandemic, because of your life as a father of two now, your commitment to you know this family tree and just being present with your family, there isn't much time for Shane shenanigans. So right. the nor the things that might happen typically, even when you're dating Alex, but like, you know, once a month before Alex, once a week, probably um, just don't happen anymore. <laughs> so I'm supposed to go out during the pandemic? No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're supposed to do anything. I'm just saying there's a difference in your life that makes you softer in your appearance. <laughs> no, no, I'm not softer. It's just you see me less. So you don't know what I'm doing. At my house, I'm a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 ha!